So DID is a Tel Aviv-based startup, and they have they're like they're kind of recognized for their technology behind a bunch of different viral videos of animated family photos. Um, but they essentially have expanded their platform to mobile users. Um, after initially, I think they just launched this as like a web platform or whatever. But they have the the DID's Creative Reality Studio that now allows users to. Um, pretty much bring images, plain images to life with AI generated videos. Um, and now you can do this on your phone. So that's even, I think that's even more accessible um, for a lot of people. But the company had initially kind of eyed corporate sectors for applications like training or internal and external communications, as well as product marketing. Um, I think with the new mobile, like the new mobile app they have, users can now really quickly access DID services by, you know, you just download the app, login or whatever um, you can opt for a pre-existing digital persona which did has created or you can just upload a photo from your device so it's the same way that lenza allowed you to upload a handful of photos of yourself and then it could generate like cool ai images of you in all sorts of places this is the same idea except now you just upload an image of yourself and from that image they can create like a talking head video of you saying or talking or doing which is really cool technology especially if you think about uh, once people start integrating this with things like 11 labs it is doing like a, a voice clone or something if they do it or if they do their own version so um, i think the the interface is fairly user-friendly on this um, it lets you put text in 120 available languages they have both male female voice choices um, and i don't think they do like voice cloning yet so i'll be curious to see if they go with 11 labs to do that because it'd be really cool if you could like uh, create like a voice clone on 11 labs of yourself and then go here and, and get it to be like upload an image and have it be like a, a talking head video now you have a talking head video that's you talking and all you had to do is give uh, 11 labs a couple seconds of audio and give this a picture and all of a sudden you're able to do this i think um users can also customize the voice tone so you can make it really cheerful friendly terrified whispering like there's a bunch of different options that's kind of cool um i was looking at some demos of the of the tool it's honestly impressive it's pretty cool it's not perfect right I think the lips syncing to the audio is not perfect, but it's pretty close. It's pretty solid. It's obviously going to get better. So I'd say just like imagine it being perfect because it will be perfect soon. You know, I think in a conversation about some of the underlying technology, their CEO, Jill Perry, um, said, quote, DID integrates a blend of unique and open source AI techniques central to it is a model adapt at crafting video frames guided by audio signals or products powered by a potential API can render videos at a staggering 100 frames per second, which is quadruple the speed of typical real-time rendering, which honestly is pretty impressive. Um, according to Perry, their CEO, while you know AI enthusiasts are their primary target right now, the broader appeal um, is quote it's a tool for those desiring videos of digital personas be it their digital twin historic figures fictional characters or even ancestors what the app truly offers is an affordable scalable video production solution that's accessible everywhere and like when he said the whole ancestors thing all of a sudden that made me think of like there was like a thing a while ago where like you uploaded a picture of like one of your ancestors and it kind of gave it like uh, uh, like a, a motion like the face was kind of moving and you could like imagine what they looked like a little bit better imagine this like you go find your great great grandfather's journal or great great grandmother's journal upload all the text in of like the stuff they said 
and then you get a bunch of pictures of them that are like talking head pictures and like you could probably just create an AI version of like one of your ancestors and chat with them and ask them questions about their life. I know uh, my wife, her grandmother who passed away when she was like very little, she didn't, she didn't really know her, but she kept extensive journals throughout her whole life, um, you know, documenting everything. And it would be fascinating, I'm sure, for my wife to be able to upload like the 20 journals that this this lady kept and uh, just be able to talk to her, ask her anything about her life and her experiences for advice. It would be so fascinating. And I, I guarantee that it will, it'll get there. This is definitely an area that this uh, technology will be used for. I think um, specifically the company DID emphasized some of the ethical uses of its technologies. So video can span up to 10 minutes, but uh, the company is trying to ensure their platform isn't exploited or creating like deep fakes, that kind of stuff. So they've made a bunch of commitments to honor copyrights, um, adhere to some different AI guidelines and refrain from licensing the technology to sectors that are controversial. Um, They said they're not going to license it to political entities, adult content publishers and weapons manufacturers, um, which is kind of interesting. And I mean, understandable uh, for a lot of that. So before its mobile introduction, the desktop variant of Creative Reality Studio had around 60,000 registered new users daily, and they were creating about 150 million. They'd, I think they made over 150 million videos. So um, the services API has around 200,000 users, which is really interesting that uh, the, the users from the API is a lot more is a lot bigger than just the, the desktop app. The mobile iteration is set to, okay, one thing I'm going to say is I'm not 100% clear when they say that, like they said, the API has 200,000 users. I don't think that's 200,000 companies that are using their API to like produce content or whatever. I think that it's like, um, they gave out an API, a handful of companies have implemented it and those companies have gained 200,000 users. So um, yeah, I, I could be wrong on that, but that's my assumption there. Open to corrections, do your own research. In any case, I think this whole mobile side of it is definitely going to be a lot bigger of a net um, catering to the whole mobile-centric demographic. I think the move is essentially aimed at current users seeking to kind of streamline the mobile experience and potentially capture a, a bigger audience. DID's mobile services, I think, will operate as a subscription model. So it's going to be about six bucks a month. Um, and then existing subscribers of the desktop platform can like really easily continue their plan. Um, and for those, I think they get like a 14 day free trial period, which is, you know, cool. Um, I think despite being uh, headquartered in Tel Aviv, DID's like very global. They have a staff that, that like pretty much their staff's all around the world. Um, and they said they're doing this to ensure uninterrupted services, even during geopolitical disturbances, um, they specifically highlight the Israel-Hamas conflict, which is interesting, sad, you know, that they have to do that. Um, I'm sure there's a ton of startups in the Ukraine that I think have faced a lot of very similar things. So I'm sure they're seeing kind of that same roadmap and seeing what happened there and um, making sure to set up their company to be successful regardless. Um, Perry, their CEO, said, quote, our team, both in Israel and globally, are committed to delivering unmatched support, particularly our Ukraine team has been exemplary in showcasing their solidarity with the circumstances in Israel. So last year, I think after successfully raising $25 million in a Series B round, DID, 
they made headlines um, with its deep nostalgia project and its offshoot live story. So both ventures centered around animating historical family photos. Um, you so you probably have seen like these. They were they're kind of quite viral at the time. Um, live story incorporated audio. Um, so this initiative saw a ton of engagement. A bunch of different people were using animated narratives of distant family members. Um, DID's ongoing projects, I think, also include a photorealistic interface for ChatGPT, um, which is, I think, kind of cementing its place in the whole, you know, in this space of AI-driven innovation. This is going to be a really interesting company to follow in the future. They're doing some really phenomenal stuff, so I'm excited to uh, test them out myself and uh, follow them as they continue to evolve because, right, they, they started as just like they would animate a picture and then it was animated picture, now it can talk and it'll be interesting to see where that goes. It's going to be, you know, an animated uh, actor that you're going to be able to put in your own movie and like, you know, it, it'll, they'll probably play a role in that whole um, audio, video kind of revolution we're seeing with generative AI. So definitely an interesting company to follow. Thank you for listening to today's podcast episode, breaking down how AI is impacting your industry. Today's episode is sponsored by AIbox, a no-code AI app builder and marketplace, which just launched a crowdfunding campaign. If you are interested in investing in a new AI startup, you can go to republic.com slash AI dash box. I'll leave a link in the show notes as well to learn more. The minimum investment is $150 and the maximum investment is $100,000. Until next time, have a fantastic day.